Chapter 1 3 2 1 It's November 18, 2011. An old man in a faded gray sweater looks up from his slot machine. A long and steady stream of children, teens, and grown-ups flows through the casino. Their outfits are odd, even for this place. In Las Vegas, you can count on seeing pretty much anything. Elvis impersonators lined up on the sidewalks, gigantic fake gold lions, drunken weekend revelers, and fountains shooting water hundreds of yards into the air, synchronized to the tune of the national anthem. The people streaming through the casino of the Hotel Mandalay Bay are wearing cardboard boxes on their heads. Some are in full cardboard box bodysuits, with armholes that look uncomfortable and make their elbows stick straight out like cubist comic strip characters with the posture of bodybuilders. The cardboard suits they've squeezed into are painted in large, colorful squares, some green, some black. Others are light blue, brown, and pink. The man at the slot machines, clueless, returns to his game, his cigarette, and his morning cocktail. The cardboard box people aren't there to win money. They continue toward the convention facilities that are next to the casino, where in a few minutes they will be cheering as they watch a 32-year-old Swede pull a lever and release the finished version of their favorite game, Minecraft. A computer game as incomprehensible to the uninitiated as it is wildly adored by tens of millions of people. Those who've traveled here are among the game's most devoted fans. Not only have they paid airfare, but also, before embarking for Las Vegas, they cut and glued their suits, modeled on the game's primitive block graphics and shapes. And there are thousands of them, representing a total of 23 countries. The youngest is four years old, and the oldest is 77. Of the many parents, some have made the trip just for their kids, and are now observing, in awe, a world their offspring adore, but that is alien to them. Others are just as passionate as their children. We play together constantly, says a dad with green-tinted hair, wearing a suit sprayed green, his face covered with black bars, as he poses for pictures with his identically decked-out son. A few minutes later, the convention hall where we're seated is the largest at the Mandalay Bay. It's completely packed and the lights are off. All eyes turn toward the stage, and Lydia Winters, who, impossible not to recognize with her short, shocking pink hair, is firing up the audience. This weekend is going to be awesome! Giant screens are mounted on both sides of the stage so that those sitting farther back can see what's happening. They all show Lydia's happy, glowing, almost cartoon character-like smile. So many people's lives have been changed by this game. Next to the stage, just to the left, the weekend's big star is waiting for the signal to step up into the spotlight. Marcus Person, dressed in jeans, well-worn sneakers, and a black polo that's a bit tight around the middle. As always, he's wearing a black fedora. Marcus doesn't know what to do with his hands while he waits. He pulls absentmindedly at the hem of his shirt before his hands land in his jeans pockets, thumbs out. There's an ocean of 5,000 people seated before him, 
if seated is the right word, because many of them stand up as the first of Marcus's colleagues arrive on stage. Lydia Winters calls them up, and one by one they trudge on stage, shyly wave a little at the audience, and line up beside her. Jens Berjenstein, the programmer, tall, lanky, his red ponytail hanging down his back. Carl Manet, the CEO, who is perfectly okay with Lydia keeping the microphone. Jakob Poscher, Marcus's old friend and the co-founder of his company. The graphics guy, Junk Boy, no, his real name is never given in public, who leaps on stage wearing a cardboard box on his head and making victory signs for the audience.